Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome to another edition, a victory edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan and happy to be joined on this victory edition by D Magazine's David Castillo. David, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm I'm warm right now, at least. And uh, thankfully, I don't follow football, so I have no idea what this discussion about the Cowboys is. And uh, and the Stars won, so it, it's surprisingly great. Yeah, no doubt, no, no doubt, a- absolutely. And uh, let's plug how people can reach you. Let's start with that at David Castillo AC. And you also have a Substack as well. What's that? Uh, the Star Stack. Star Stack. Um, yeah, quite a quite a few pieces today. I had a, like a post game piece go up today, and then uh, a like a sort of. Uh, now and later preview for the LA Kings versus the stars, because at least before this game, you know, I felt like, well, I should say before LA's eight game winless streak, I felt like, you know what, this is the Kings are, I think the class of the of the Pacific. I think they could even potentially play in the playoffs Mm -hmm. if Dallas plays to their potential. So uh, yeah, I love this matchup. A lot of con. I don't want to use the word content. Why do I keep doing that? Writing, writing is what I do. Content creation is not what I do. Well, I will tell you, you know, follow at David Castillo. AC is the Twitter. Um, He's a great follow and does a lot of great uh, content on his sub stack. Uh, A lot of great information uh, being released by David. So let's get into the game. And I was telling David, I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to start with random. And one thing before I forget, and we're going to get into the game in a second. I'm going to big stick tap to ESPN tonight. I loved, I love their coverage. We've been critical about them, but at the same time, Mike Monaco, David, he's 30 years old and I'm going to call him a kid because you know, he's a young guy kid can call a hockey game. And I thought he really did a nice job. And then having Cassie Campbell Pascal, who's like a Canadian treasure uh, as the uh, analyst, by the way, two Olympic gold medals, one silver medal and six world championships and a silver in that world championship, 10 medals total. She has a rink in Canada named after her. I mean, she's hockey night in Canada royalty. I personally think she's great on the coverage and then go to the studio and have Steve Levy and Kevin weeks, uh, you know, stick tap to ESPN. I think TNT has the better coverage, but I thought for stars Kings tonight, that was really nice. You could disagree with me if you want. <laughs> well, hold on. Like you set this up as a potential rant, and 
I was expecting a rant. I wasn't expecting something positive and feel good, (laughs) heartfelt. I'm sorry. I really like, I listen, I, I'm in the the broadcast business. So sometimes we critique things and, you know, ESPN has been criticized, but tonight I actually thought like, Hey, there's a lot of credibility on this broadcast. And for those wondering, the correct pronunciation is Sagan in Canadian. So Cassie was saying it correct. Um, I I just, I I liked it personally, but if you didn't like it, David, that's fine. (laughs) You know, I think part of the issue and, and like, by the way, uh, I didn't listen to all of it because um, a lot of times what I'll do is when I'm watching, I'll mute it, uh, especially like take notes, track whatever. And um, so, so I don't always, I think also too, I'm just conditioned not to pay attention because most of it sucks. It's usually pretty bad. I, I come from the era of Don Cherry, which I know people love and, and I used to love him too. Um, and, uh, and also I grew up on like Larry Merchant, Jim Lampley that though, like they were great. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because boxing is not necessarily a great sport. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the brutality leaves me questioning my ethics, but they were fantastic. And so, oh, I just, yeah, yeah, I, I just I'm so used to what I think is the pinnacle of like sports broadcasting. Well, at least during my time um, and and then hockey, which I think is getting a lot better, um, but still has a long way to go. So I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying like, man, I, I don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. Like, I don't yeah. Um, it's just, it's just not, I'm a tough sell when it comes to quality analysis on a, you know, just like a quick take broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's the nerd in me being the brand manager of one Oh five, three, the fan, you know, so I listen to the broadcast. <laughs> I, I hope I didn't dispirit you there. Cause no, I, not at all. No, no, listen, <laughs> the, the great thing about Spits and Suds, we have people on like you that, you know, this is a truth telling podcast. This is not this is not the flag bearer. And hey, let's all you know, I mean, we criticize when criticism is necessary. And tonight to me is one of those nights of positivity. I mean, let me make the disclaimer. The Kings are finishing a six game road trip. Um, pretty brutal coming off a, 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 win, a quality win, but a win in Carolina. Uh, last night so a back-to-back not the easiest trip carolina to dallas but at the same time david i think this was one of their best wins of the season easily i mean what would you put up there with it and yes i know like kings off off a back-to-back tough road trip like for sure um but what would you i mean yeah, great question. I would put the Saturday afternoon Scott Wedgwood in net tilt in Winnipeg with Winnipeg having a chance to jump into first in the central at the time and the stars shut him out. So, I mean, that, that was, to me, like, I, I think this is more impressive. I think in part because, well, one, they were doing it without Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, um, and and sort of, and, and so I think for me, this game is easily their best win of the season because yes, there was a, <laughs> the second period was a little rough, yep. but you're never going to like, th- there's this myth that like the, the 60 minute effort, you know, when good teams play each other, there are natural ebbs and flows. And to me, Dallas jujitsu, that second period, the way they needed to uh, came out strong in the third. And I, for, for me, the Kings, I think regardless of the eight game winless streak, which was really just, 
generated by a 4% shooting percentage through those eight games, which is nonsense. I think it was like second to last or last in the league, uh, which is the only reason why they were losing games. Um, to me, they're still like the class of that. Like I would, I would argue that the Kings are way better than the Canucks, for example. Um, probably even better than Vegas. Um, and so, uh, yeah, no, this is a quality team. Um, it was a complete win, which is, mm-hmm. I, I think, the difference. And it was a complete win without Heiskanen. Um, yeah. That involved good defense, good offense, great goaltending. Um, so, yeah, no, I, to me, this is this is it. Well, the, the players were certainly vocal about it, that it kind of jump-started them tonight. Uh, they mentioned it after the game. And the what I'm talking about is the shuffling of some line mates. And Wyatt Johnston moves up to the first line to get him going, moves over to wing. And so you had Hintz, Dickinson, and Hintz in the middle, Dickinson and Wyatt Johnston. Dodonoff moves on to the fourth line um, with Foxa and, uh, and Sue Smith. And uh, then, uh, let's see, what else did we have tonight? We had Joe Pavelski moving on the line with uh, Jamie Benn. So kind of interesting uh, interesting moves. And, uh, you know, wanted to get your thoughts. Sam Steele gets promoted up to that line with Pavelski and Ben. I'm going to be obnoxious about this because this is the kind of stuff that I... So, <laughs> okay, so real quick, let me just say that I wish teams would take a more proactive approach when it comes to the line blender. Usually what happens is stuff like this, right? Your your team starts to struggle and you feel like the only recourse is, oh, well, let's change the lines. Um, so that's my one like just nitpick when it comes to uh when it comes to the line shuffling. Um, but uh of course you stumble on something like Wyatt Johnson. I think my biggest thing is I never felt like Wyatt Johnston was underperforming. He was just underproducing. And of course, part of that brought on by Dodonoff and Ben, who, you know, they've been like varying degrees of okay mixed in with like some <laughs> mediocrity. But I think the biggest thing is they just, they weren't tapping into anything uh, that Johnston does well, like a sense of spacing. You saw like a huge difference yeah. in how Johnston looked and made the most of his ability to, you know, find the quiet ice with two players that are that excel at that in Robertson and Hintz. And um, so that was my biggest thing. Like, just get Johnston away from Dodonoff and Ben first. Of course, you know, you put him next to Hintz and Robertson. Uh, magic ha- you know, magic hour happens, and and this is what we get. I, I don't think, <laughs> as, as much as I hate to overreact, I don't think this was just a case of, oh, man, they just they, they shot hot, you know, for, for one night. No, there, there were a lot of shifts. Um, some of which I even clipped in my uh, post-game recap cap at the star stack that were just them threatening consistently uh, with sustainable attacks off the cycle, on the rush, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, that was that was fantastic. And maybe the key to them finding that next level. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly 
so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, yeah. And, and you talked about the multifaceted game that the Stars had tonight. Wyatt Johnson was the second star of the game. Rope Hintz was the third star. Number one star, Jake Ottinger, only allowing uh, one goal. I thought he looked really smooth. And this is the Jake Ottinger I love, just calm and in control, making some real big saves, using his size. Um, I, I thought his angles were terrific. I, you know, I mean, it just looked like the Ottinger of old tonight. Yeah, and really quite unflappable. I think yep. that was the other thing. Like there were quite a few moments, not a f- quite a few, but especially in the second period where, um, you know, a lot of goaltenders would have scrambled with as many people that were around the net. And he was confident and patient and, and just uh, really great. However, one game does not make a season. And I will say, like, you know, Ottinger's season has been bad. <laughs> I think we can call it what it is at this point. Um, but history is on his side. And so, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be like a sort of cause for concern. I am going to write about uh, Odinger and the goaltending for D Magazine on Thursday. Um, but um, it, despite his struggles, I think the main thing is, well, whatever you get from Odinger, Dallas has capable backups and I think the real test is going to be the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. You know, the other thing I noticed was the minutes for the defensemen. You know, usually we see a little bit of a disparity, and it was pretty even tonight with Thomas Harley leading the charge with uh, 22 minutes, 20 seconds. And then we had Hockenpa at 20 minutes. That's because of the penalty kill, I think, mostly. Uh, but Lundquist checking in with 19 minutes. You know, I. Uh, as he continues to play, David, I'm seeing more confidence. I'm not seeing those, you know, every once in a while I'm seeing mistakes, but I think since he's come on in a regular basis, he's played better. Yeah. I, you know, listen, like I'm, I'm not going to have the development rant that I always do whenever I'm forced <laughs> to talk about Lundquist, uh, because that just, just absolutely that kills my brain. But, um, I think the biggest thing, you know, this is kind of, you know, what's so valuable about, you know, letting players kind of play through their mistakes. Granted, you know, Heisman's injuries kind of forced them, but um, I, I think he's had his most confident stretch uh, really since his time here um, on the whole. And, you know, part of it still comes from what I think is like an oddly textured game in the offensive zone. Like Lundquist is really unique in the way he's able to threaten with his shot. And of course, uh, the vision that just seems to come alive that's not otherwise present in, say, the other two zones. But I don't think I've never – and one of the reasons why I've always been critical of the scratches because I, I feel like I've never seen any foundational issues defensively with Lundqvist. Yeah, he may like not necessarily grade out as fantastic or even good uh, defensively in terms of underlying analytics, but I don't see anything like foundationally that gives me pause for concern. And <laughs> I'll ask you this question – did Lundqvist play the two-on-one better than Drew Doughty? I think he may have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think you know that's a that that's a great point. That is a that is a great point. Yeah, I think he did. I you could see the frustration in Doughty tonight. Um, 
But at the same time, I will say, you know, I always say on this podcast, not to kind of go away from the game, but, you know, everyone wants to see the original six, and I get it. And if a big team's come in town or if a Connor McDavid or a Sidney Crosby comes in town, but every team has these gems. And to me, the LA Kings are an excellent value as far as buying tickets, because to me, I don't want to say the word. I see. I called Nathan McKinnon underrated and I got killed for it. Um, but wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on yeah. a second. Why would you get killed for that? I do. Because I, everyone's I, is underrated. I just basically said he's not talked about enough. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, maybe in hockey circles, like, like diehard hockey people. I said, but the casual hockey fan knows Connor McDavid, knows Sidney Crosby, knows Ovechkin, but like, McKinnon is so special. Like, you know, McKinnon is a psychopath. Yeah. You absolutely like to me, he is. um, Yeah. I would absolutely say he's underrated um, because this is a guy that's won a Stanley cup unlike Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Yeah. And again, he's just a psychopath. This, this dude is genetically engineered to play hockey. Um, And, and for my money, uh, you know, maybe the best forward in the game, especially like from shift to shift. Like I've always felt like just as an example, and I know like anecdotes do not constitute evidence or a thesis, whatever, but I, to me, the player that has always given high skin, one of the best defenders in the game, the most trouble more than Conor McDavid is McKinnon because he's just impossible to predict. Um, he's a prize fighter on the ice, and I, I think he's, I, I'm I'm always just jealous watching him to see Colorado kind of leverage that with Kale McCarr and some of the other guys. But anyways, that's that. We'll get back to what you were saying. <laughs> right. So what I was saying is Drew Doughty. It's amazing how much ice time he just eats up, and he's amazing because of that. He's a fun player to watch. But I think a guy that's never talked about. I mean, we talk about Joe Pavelski and his age, and it seems like he's just not losing a step like it's like some players as they get older it's like yeah it's still a good player but i mean joe pavelski is like no still a really really good player and i would say the same thing about anse kopitar it's funny because you know before this earlier in the day when we were chatting i'm like all right la kings kopitar and and dowdy and you were like yeah you know i mean like those are two of your favorite players as well you know it's i think the thing too about them is that I would I would say that they were really kind of ahead of their time as well in terms of, um, you know, we, we had this kind of period where sort of players were, you know, either elite offensively or elite defensively and never the twain did meet. Uh, but Kopitar and Dowdy for over a decade have been this exception um, where um, I've always loved Dowdy's game just because, yeah, he plays a sort of, um, you know, he can play a finesse game. But he can also throw, you know, just some absolutely nasty, uh, you know, hip checks, uh, open ice, what it was raised called turbulent, open ice turbulence. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and um, you know, it's it, it's also like these are players that you want to watch. I think if you're looking to understand like the nuance of skill and then particularly like the soft skills of hockey, um, seeing players that know where to be in terms of routes. Um, and, and so, yeah, they're, they're a ton of fun to watch. I realize you know, we're kind of talking more about the Kings and some stars fans may be like, Hey, you know, why aren't we talking about, it? we'll get to them. 
But you know, listen, <laughs> we're hockey Love fans it. too. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I throwing daggers? No, I think you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, obviously, this is a mostly stars, but one of the things I'm just trying to explain is is that so many of these teams bring in players that are just like, you know, there's a lot of Stanley Cups with Dowdy and Kopitar. And, yeah, timeless. Yeah, yeah. And timeless. They, they were in the building, both Hall of Famers. So to me, it's like, you know, that that's great. It's cool seeing them, you know, on the ice and still playing at a high level. It's just, it's, it's cool. And I'm glad, obviously, the Stars won. And, and hopefully instructive, too. You know, hopefully... You know, sort of Dallas, especially the young players like Harley and Johnston, um, you know, and sort of playing yeah. opposite them, uh, sort of, you know, kind of, I don't know, what's what's the cheesy like hallmark thing to say here about passing of the torch? And- Absolutely. <laughs> Similar to what Patrice Bergeron was like, you know, just a just a guy that people admired as a, you know, two way player and, you know, a guy that's going to give his all every night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.